الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاه والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم اياك نعبد واياك نستعين وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ذاق طعم الايمان من رضي بالله ربا وبالاسلام دينا وبمحمد رسولا او كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم مصطفى علماء الكرام بدنا لز very short and very concise hadith of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam in this hadith sharif nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam says that zaqa ta'mal iman that that person has tasted or will taste the true taste of iman in other words iman is something also that has a taste generally we understand taste only in terms of maybe things that are consumed that a person is very fond of delicious food very fond of luxurious food so all the time person is chasing after something better to eat and in the process many a time the person harms his health harms himself because this becomes an obsession but in any case that is what we generally understand taste to be all about or more than that than a taste for material things a taste for comforts and luxuries a taste for the things of dunya somebody has got a taste for certain kind of dressing so now he wants to all the time be dressed in that manner is all the time looking at where something new is available in that line what has now come new in the market how he can be the first to be wearing that kind of garment and having that kind of brand label he's got a taste for something so now he pursues that somebody has got a taste for certain kind of car so now that is what all the time becomes something that is dominant on his mind dominant in his heart and he is forever now trying to upgrade and update in order to keep up with that taste of his after 6 months after 1 year what he's got is still good as new but the taste doesn't get satisfied with something for a long time a person eats something after no matter how wonderful it is he eats it 2 days 3 days 5 days in a row now he wants something else that is dunya this is the thing about all the things about dunya that because it is not something that is reality so anything that is not reality cannot have real lasting satisfaction in it so now a person has got some taste taste for cars now so after 6 months after 1 year it can be as good as new but his taste now requires something else it requires to be updated requires to be upgraded person has a taste for now some kind of all technology and devices so all the time that taste now drives him 
So he's forever looking at what's new and what has come, what is the latest on the market. And then price doesn't mean anything. He will do what it takes to be able to acquire it. So in all these things we understand taste. But Nabi Salaam is saying that all these things are very, very, some things are completely futile and some things are of a very temporary nature, nothing wrong with a person eating good food. Allah Ta'ala has provided him some ni'mad, so he's eating halal food and he's making shukr and it's some good food by all means. Allah Ta'ala has blessed somebody with some ni'mad, he's driving a good car without the intention of showing off to anybody else. Alhamdulillah, that's a ni'mad from Allah Ta'ala's side. He makes shukr upon that. But that's not what becomes his objective in life. That is not what drives him. He drives the vehicle. The vehicle doesn't drive him. He, the life that he is living is not driven by the things of dunya. There has to be some other driver within him. And this driver, Nabi Salaam is saying, must be the taste of Iman. Iman also has a taste. One explanation of this, the muhaddithin, in one other hadith sharif, Nabi Wasallam speaks about the person who will receive the sweetness of Iman. iman. So the same aspect is being discussed in both hadiths. And the sweetness of Iman, the taste of Iman, one explanation of this, the muhaddithin give is, that a person who has acquired this, what it refers to is, he will acquire the taste of ibadat, meaning the sweetness and the pleasure of ibadat. Just as somebody gets pleasure in his food, somebody gets pleasure in his earning of the dunya, somebody gets pleasure in the kind of clothing he wears, somebody gets pleasure in the kind of vehicle he drives, this person will get pleasure in the ibadat of Allah Ta'ala. He will, his heart will be so engrossed in it, it will be difficult for him to now separate himself from it. The incidents of the Sahaba Ikram are testimony to this. The Sahabi is being hit by arrows, but he is engrossed in the recitation of Quran Sharif in Salah, and he cannot stop himself. And then he thinks that if I don't stop, it must not be that I lose so much of blood and collapse, and Nabi Salaam is in danger. As a result, he now terminates his salah. That taste of that salah and the taste of that recitation of Quran Sharif was so overwhelming that the pain of the striking of arrows was nothing compared. That couldn't deter him. One person, one sahabi is performing salah. His horse is tied nearby. And Tabi'i was performing salah. And this horse was tied nearby. And somebody comes and they untie that horse from whatever it was, the peg it was tied to, and they're now taking it away, the person was stealing it. And in his salah he was conscious of what's going on, because it was tied nearby, it was tied right next to him, so he was aware of what's going on. So in any case, he carried on with his salah, he didn't break his salah, whereas under those circumstances, if there is something valuable that is being lost, a person is permitted under those circumstances to terminate his salah and try and save it, Shariat has given him the permission. But he continued with his salah. any case, that person disappeared with that horse. Later on, people came to know this is what happened. They told him, but why didn't you break your salah, terminate your salah and save the horse? So his response was, مَا كُنْتُ فِيهِ أَلَزُّ مِنْ ذَلِكَ 
what I was engaged in was more pleasurable and enjoyable than saving that horse. That too was something of a happiness if a person saves something. But what I was involved in was giving me greater joy. So, was I... Now, it was something to decide now what to do. To leave the greater joy for something smaller? I couldn't do that. I carried, carried on with my salah. So, Ibrahim bin Adam, rahmatullahi he used to say, with qasam, he used to take a qasam of Allah Ta'ala. And he used to say, Wallah, inna lafi lazzatin. He used to take a qasam of Allah Ta'ala, that by Allah... We are in such joy and such peace and happiness. Now, where does this peace and happiness come from? It comes from the complete servitude to Allah Ta'ala. So he used to say, Wallah, we are in such pleasure and joy that if the kings, Law Ali Mahal Muluk, if the kings had to get to know about this joy that we enjoy, this happiness that, the waves of happiness that run through our hearts, لَجَادَلُونَ عَلَيْهِ بِالسُّيُوفِ They would come with the swords to try and attack us and take it because they are slaves of pleasure. They are trying to gain pleasure wherever they can. Now because they are slaves of pleasure, if they come to know what's in our heart, they'll try to come and snatch it by the end of a sword. But this is not something you can snatch with any sword. This is something which Allah Ta'ala blesses directly in the heart of a mu'min. Of that mu'min who has totally made himself subservient to Allah Ta'ala. Now this is that point, that total subservience. Person has completely annihilated himself. He thinks nothing about himself. That is when that total subservience, that abdiyat. One of our very great akabir, Hazrat Ma'ar Rashid Ahmad Gangoi Rahmatullah very great personality. Allah Ta'ala had blessed him with a tremendously high rank. Person who was the fountainhead of this whole silsila. After his Shaykh Hazrat Hadim Dadullah Sahib, Hadim Bakki and then this silsila continued from him. And a person who was blessed with tremendous capabilities just to understand what kind of Maqam Allah Ta'ala had blessed him with that the ilm that he possessed and the knowledge that he possessed the ulama that study his kitab sometimes see this is something which they'll be talking about senior personalities who studied his works this is something that appears to have been written in the times of the great predecessors centuries ago this is the type of knowledge that they possessed he was possessed blessed with great amount of uh, blessings from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just his sensitivity his khadim was the father was the sheikh he used to prepare his tea for him he used to prepare the tea very well he was quite an expert at it so now sometimes he used to wait for some kind of acknowledgement not because he was waiting for some praise but just to be sure that everything is in order but there was never any acknowledgement coming whereas he knew he is doing a very very thorough job but now just to make sure that everything is in order he used to hope something will be said some, some kind of acknowledgement so one day when nothing was said again he asked how the tea 
So when he asked this question, so he replied and said that kuch kache pani ki bu a rahi hai. Kache pani ki bu means that there is some woof of unboiled water in this. A woof of unboiled water, how does this fit in a cup of tea? So he was very perplexed. Now he is thinking and just can't make head and tail of this. But now he was very concerned that he must do it right. Now he asked the question, so he got the answer. After pondering a lot and thinking about it and looking through the whole process, how he's doing it, what he's doing, then he realized that after having prepared the tea, he was pouring it directly into the cup, the cup which was just rinsed. And obviously it was, all the water was poured out, but that little bit of water that would get left, that droplets or rather not even droplets, that moisture. But his sensitivity was such that he perceived that moisture. And that is what he referred to as some unboiled water in this. So then the next time he made the tea, after having boiled the tea, he then heated that cup to the point where every bit of that moisture was also dried out. And that cup was heated and then he poured the tea into that cup that was heated. And now he presented it. After presenting it, he then asked also, after he drank the tea. How is the tea today? He says, today the tea is right. But now this was the extent of the sensitivity. Towards the latter part of his life, he had lost his sight. And once he was sitting in a majlis, after a while he asked, now, everybody was sitting, and suddenly he asked, that did some child walk in? So, because everybody was engrossed, looking at him, listening to him, nobody had taken notice, but when he asked the question, has one child walked in? So they looked around and yes, they said, yes, one child has walked in. But he was blind, so the question was, how did you know that a child walked in? We also are sitting here, but we didn't even notice this until you asked the question. How did you realize that a child walked in? He says that the breathing of that child, I perceived that. I perceived that breath, that breath of the child is different to, the, to an adult. So that I felt something that now there is a child in this place. That's why I asked. This was the level of this physical sensitivity Allah Ta'ala addressed him. Likewise, the spiritual levels Allah Ta'ala addressed him was tremendous. And this is his statement. His statement was, we are talking about one thing is leading to another, nevertheless, whatever Allah Ta'ala holds. We are talking about this total servitude to Allah Ta'ala, which is referred to as abdiyat. And this statement of the Gangoi Rahmatullah he mentioned that after years of mujahada, after years of a person striving, one of the last levels that he reaches, after years of great effort and mujahada and going against the dictates of the nafs and humbling himself, repeatedly and over and over again the last level that he finally reaches is that he finally thinks nothing of himself and he regards himself as totally nobody and nothing and he says that to the extent that a person gets closer to Allah Ta'ala to that extent he regards himself and his amal as nothing and to the extent that a person is distant from Allah Ta'ala, he's still far away. To that extent, he regards himself as something 
to that extent, something that amal that Allah Ta'ala blessed him with the tawfiq to do, he does a little bit also and thinks great about it. Whereas the sign of qurb and nearness and closeness to Allah Ta'ala is, that to the extent that a person gets closer to Allah Ta'ala, to that extent he thinks nothing of himself. And to that extent he thinks that I am the lowest of everyone, so therefore it doesn't matter what goes on around me. And whatever I have done is not worthy of presenting to anybody. One of the very great personalities of the recent past, Hazrat Baba Manzur Nomani Sahib Rahmatullah very great alim of India and very prolific writer and author of many kitabs, person who was very well known in the whole subcontinent and also in the Arab lands, very highly placed person. Towards the latter part of his life, he was very ill and in fact it was not long before he passed away. Perhaps a year or two or some. So this is now his whole life has passed in this manner and in the service of Deen and person of very high caliber. So he had become very ill and he was admitted into a hospital in Delhi. So after some time when he was discharged, so upon the discharge he insisted that look I am already here in Delhi. I must meet Hazrat Jima Inam Hassan Sahib before I so make sure you take me to him. So in any case, they had known each other for years and they were very close. It was an old bond and old friendship. So he insisted, despite his still extreme weakness and his illness and everything, he insisted, please, please take me to him. I want to visit him. So in any case, they took him in that condition. They came to Rizamuddin and Hazrat Rahmatullah was informed that Sahib is coming. He also came out to welcome him. In any case, they sat. Now, these are two giants of the time. And it was a very short meeting because this was in his very... He had just come out of hospital in his severe illness. So in this short time, after having maybe exchange a few words, whatever, asking each other's welfare, etc. Amazun Nomani Sahib Rahmatullah Alayhi addresses his mind, Am Sahib Rahmatullah Alayhi and he says to him that what I have come for, I have come here with an object, with a purpose. I have come here for something. What I have come for is that we have a very old friendship. We have a long-standing friendship. So, as a right of that friendship, I have come to ask you for something. But what I have come to ask you for is that now I am in this last moments of my life. I don't know how much left. But up to this point in time, when I look within myself, I cannot even see one amal that is worthy of presenting to Allah. Ta'ala. So I have come specifically only with this objective. That in your special moments, sometimes when you really are overwhelmed with compassion for somebody, please make dua for me. This is why I have come. So when he said this, he put his hand on him and he says that I have learned from you. Meaning from the Ulama Kiram, perhaps 
he just referred to in general from you people and he repeated the same statement of the Gangoi Rahmatullahi that one of the last levels that a person can reach after years of mujahada after years of striving after years of trampling the nafs after great amount of sacrifices what he then finally can reach is that level where he regards himself as nobody and regards whatever he's done as nothing. And he says that, Alhamdulillah, Allah Ta'ala blessed you with this from a long time already. I envy you for what you have been blessed. But this is the lesson that to that extent of a person's annihilation of himself, to that extent he gets closer to Allah Ta'ala. To that extent he will acquire this taste of Iman. We started off on this discussion of the taste of Iman and then digressed on this point. But just as a person has a taste for so many different things in dunya, taste for material things, taste for cars, taste for luxuries, taste for holidays, taste for unlimited number of things in dunya. And when that taste has come, that drives the person. Then there can be no obstacle in his way. He will go past anything. So likewise, this taste of Iman. And this taste of Iman comes when? So Nabi Islam says, Zaqata amal Iman. One explanation as you mentioned is, that the Muhaddisin say, that the taste of Ibadat will come. That a person will find enjoyment in the worship of Allah Ta'ala. He will find enjoyment in refraining from sin. That enjoyment is of a different nature. When a person restrains himself from haram, sometimes there is a kind of grief in the heart. And often that will be the case, when he is genuinely refraining himself. But, he then engages his mind and heart in a way where that grief becomes happiness and joy. Where he now talks to Allah Ta'ala, Ya Allah, this was for you alone. So this thorn of grief in your part is worth more than all the flowers of dunya. This thorn of this grief that I have undertaken in your part to save myself from what you have forbidden, there is a pain. But this pain is worth more than all the pleasure of dunya. This pain is sweeter than all the sweetness of things of dunya. So that pain becomes pleasure for him. He becomes happy that he had undertaken that pain for Allah Ta'ala. So that pain no more remains a pain for him. That pain becomes a pleasure for him. He is happy that this was something Allah Ta'ala made it possible for me. So this becomes a person's condition. But other Muhaddisin explain that this is a given. There is no doubt about this. That if a person engages himself in this manner, saves himself from haram, so he saved himself from haram pleasure, Allah Ta'ala will bless him with halal pleasure. And that halal pleasure will come in his ibadat, will come in his tilawat, will come in his zikr, will come in his serving the makhluk of Allah Ta'ala. It will come in humbling himself and not taking revenge from the creation of Allah Ta'ala. Sometimes people say revenge is very sweet. He will find sweetness in making amal on the hadith of Nabi Sallallahu Join ties with the one who cuts off ties from you. 
وَعْفُ عَمَّنْ ظَلَمَكَ Forgive the one who has oppressed you. وَأَحْسِنْ إِلَى مَنْ أَسَاءَ إِلَيْكَ The one who has treated you badly, you return that bad treatment with good treatment. He'll find sweetness in that. He says, no, no sweetness in revenge. He'll find sweetness in this. Why? Because he's looking ahead. He's looking somewhere beyond the realm of this dunya. He's looking at the day of Qiyamad. He's looking at Akhirat, what he's going to earn there. And what is going to be of need for him on that moment. And this is the investment of that time. That what he has done now is the real investment. Everybody wants to invest offshore. There's no better offshore investments like the investments of Akhirat. Because sometimes, these offshore investments of dunya, then he hears that there was a tsunami on that side of the shore. That too got wiped out. Allah Ta'ala protect us. So, there's no harm in a person saving up something for later, but all this is very, very trivial and temporary. Just as we take this concern to save something for ourselves, save something for our children, the real place to save is the Akhirat. So, he will now be focusing in that direction. So, these are the things that, this is one explanation, these muhaddisin say that is a given. He will get pleasure in all this. But apart from that, what really this Hadith Sharif means, al Iman, is that this is a physical experience. It is not something just figurative. It is not something that is just restricted and confined to pleasure of ibadat. It's beyond that. That is there also. This is a physical experience. Just as a person gets enjoyment in other things, he feels some enjoyment in eating good food, this person will get a taste of Iman which will be a physical experience. Now that taste drives him. That taste drives him at the time of Fajr. He can't remain sleeping now. When the Azan is called out, then just as the person who has been invited for some Dawat, and he knows that this is not five calls, this is fifteen calls. This person really lays it out. And then that person has said, look, this invitation is at eleven o'clock. He will be there at ten o'clock beforehand, he'll be there. Mustn't be that I get left out. Why? Because that taste is driving him. He knows now, this is something I might not eat for the whole year. So that taste is driving him. If there's something that's now, that particular item that he is very fond of, is going on some special, people camp overnight. Something is going cheap, they camp overnight at that store that's going to open the next morning. Because of that special. Why? Because they'll save thousand rand. So for that thousand rand, but that thousand rand that he saved also, so time is also money, person spends for the sake of convenience also, so he inconvenienced himself, his whole night sleep went, all the time that was spent, so what did he really save? But in any case, people do it for dunya. So now this person who's got the taste of Iman, at the time of Fajr, this taste will drive him. He can't remain in his bed. At the time of Zohar, it will drive him out of wherever he is. The time of Asar Maghrib Isha will be the same. This taste of Iman will drive him towards the zikr of Allah Ta'ala. This taste of Iman will drive him towards Tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif. This taste of Iman will drive him away from sin. This taste of Iman will drive him towards serving deen. This is a taste. And taste is something that drives a person. It pulls a person. So this person will gain the taste of Iman. Who will be the person? Just to quickly go through the three points that Nabi Salaam mentioned. Man raziya billahi rabba. The person who is pleased with Allah Ta'ala being his Rabb. Radiya Billah, what this actually means is, 
Tani'abihi. The person who is totally content, meaning he has no need, he doesn't have any desire for anything apart from it. He's totally content that my Rabb is Allah. So now when Allah Ta'ala, he has submitted himself totally to Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala is my Rabb. So in anything and everything I submit to him alone. So his whole day, his whole night, how he conducts himself, whether in public, whether in privacy, whether he's with his family, whether he's something, somewhere else in some other part of the world, but he conducts himself with that consciousness that Allah is my Rabb, Allah is aware of what I'm doing, Allah Ta'ala is watching, Allah Ta'ala knows, يَعْلَمُ خَائِنَةَ الْأَعْيُنْ وَمَا تُخْفِي الصُّدُورِ Allah Ta'ala knows the deception of the eye and what the heart conceals. Everything Allah Ta'ala knows. I can't hide from him anything. And therefore he totally submits himself to Allah Ta'ala. He earns in a way that Allah Ta'ala will be pleased. He does what will please his Rabb. مَنْ رَضِيَ بِاللَّهِ رَبَّا وَبِالْإِسْلَامِ دِينَا And he is happy with Islam being his way of life. Islam is a way of life. It's a deen. It's a way of life. It's a way of life which encompasses everything. How does a person conduct his ibadat? How does he live his life? As a parent, as a child, as a husband, as somebody in society, how does he conduct his business? How does he fulfill all the rights of people? Everything is included in deen. The way of life. And whatever Islam has given, that is what he is happy with. He doesn't want anything to do from anybody else. He is not looking at what the West has given. He is not impressed by anybody else. He is impressed by the only thing that Deen has given, Islam has given. Rabbi Muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa He is pleased and happy that Nabi Islam is his Rasul and messenger who he is following. Therefore the only thing that he is concerned about is what was the way of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. If he is conducting his nikah, what was the way of Nabi Islam in conducting nikah? If it's a funeral, how did Nabi Islam teach that a funeral should be conducted? If it is something to do with his private life, that too is looking at the way of life of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Something to do with anything in public, the same concern is how did Nabi Islam do it? And that is what is his concern and what drives him. So a person who has these three aspects in his life, he will attain the sweetness of iman. And when the sweetness of iman comes, when this taste of iman comes, this taste is something that drives him closer to Allah Ta'ala all the time. Drives him away from things that will harm him in dunya and akhirat. This is a thing to make an effort for. This is what we have to acquire. This is what requires that we keep ourselves in the environments that are conducive to this taste. To acquiring this taste. The environments of the masjid. The environments of the path of Allah Ta'ala. The environments of the Ahlullah. The environments of where Allah Ta'ala is being remembered, the majalis of zikr, the places of ta'aleem, and all aspects that help us to get closer to Allah wa Ta'ala, which bring in the qualities that are required within us, all these akhlaqe hamida, all these praiseworthy qualities, the qualities of sabr, of shukr, of tawakkul and trust in Allah wa Ta'ala, of tawazu and complete humility, the qualities of completely annihilating oneself and generosity and all the various praiseworthy and noble qualities, these are the environments that will develop this. And 
making that effort to remove all the evil qualities from ourselves, whether it is pride, whether it is jealousy, whether it is malice, whether it is miserliness, whether it is all the other evils that lurk in our hearts. So this is that, to the extent that this taste of Iman will come, to that extent we will get cleansed from all these evils. Allah tabarak wa ta'ala, give me also the tawfiq, and all of us the tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. We'll make zikr for a few minutes and then do an Reported in the Hadith Sharif that the person who recites La ilaha illallah hundred times daily, Allah Ta'ala will cause his face to shine like the 14th moon on the day of Qiyamah. What this means is that inshallah with the barakat of this daily recitation, Allah Ta'ala will give him the tawfiq of righteous amal and save him from sin. And inshallah with this he will be blessed with this great honor and blessing on the day of Qiyamah. So inshallah we should try and make this a part of our daily system and routine. This is done in this manner for the sake of the encouragement but this should be part of our daily ma'amul inshallah when saying la ilaha bring to mind that all the ghayrullah all the evil in our hearts the dirt the filth the illicit things the haram whatever is the obstacle towards in getting to Allah Ta'ala all this we have taken and thrown away and illallah there is this nur that is settling in the heart which is the love of Allah Ta'ala la ilaha Illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah Sallallahu Tabaraka Wa Ta'ala Alayhi Wa Ala Alihi Wa Ashabihi Wa Ashabihi Wa Baraka Wa Sallama Tasliman Kathiran Kathira Ya Rabbi Salli Wa Sallim Daiman Abada Ala Habibika Khayril Khalqi Kullihimi Jazallahu anna nabiyyana muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa sallam bima huwa ahlu La ilaha illallah, 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 la ilaha 
دل میں راہ ہو جائے ایک میدان تو ہی تو ہو تو ہی تو ہو تو ہی تو غیر سے بالکل ہی اٹھ جائے نظر تو ہی تو آئے نظر دیکھو جدر اور میرے تن میں بجائے آب و گل درد دل ہو درد دل ہو درد دل نفس و شیپا دونوں نے مل کر ہائی کیا ہے مجھ کو تباہ اے میرے مولا میری مدد کر چاہتا ہوں میں تیری پناہ مجھ سا خلق میں کوئی نہیں گو بد کردار ناماسیاں تو بھی مگر غفار ہے یا رب بخش دے میرے سارے گناہ اب تو رہے بس تادم آخر ورد زبائے میرے الہ لا الہ الا اللہ لا الہ الا اللہ لا الہ الا اللہ لا الہ الا اللہ 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 اللہ
ذكرون ربنا ظلمنا انفسنا ظلمنا انفسنا ظلمنا انفسنا وان لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم واعف وتكرم وتجاوز عما تعلم انك انت الاعز الاكرم اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى اللهم وفقنا لما تحب وترضى واجعل اخرتنا خيرا من الاولى ربنا لا تؤاخذنا ان نسينا او اخطانا ربنا ولا تحمل علينا اسرا كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقه لنا به واعف عنا واغفر لنا وارحمنا انت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين الله العالمين يا الله most merciful most gracious most kind most loving Allah ya Allah indeed ya Allah we acknowledge we are your most sinful servants ya Allah ya Allah from head to toe we are covered in sin ya Allah ya Allah there is nothing that we can present to you ya Allah ya Allah despite all your nعمات all your bounties which are showering down upon us every second ya Allah ya Allah we have been so ungrateful ya Allah ya Allah we have used all your nعمات and bounties to disobey you ya Allah Allah alamin forgive us ya Allah ya Allah forgive us ya Allah ya Allah forgive all our major and minor sins ya Allah ya Allah forgive our ingratitude ya Allah Allah alamin ya Allah forgive all the disobedience ya Allah Allah alamin make us your grateful servants ya Allah make us your obedient servants ya Allah make us your true servants ya Allah ya Allah fill our hearts with your mohabbat ya Allah ya Allah fill our hearts with your mohabbat ya Allah ya Allah fill our hearts with your mohabbat ya Allah Allahumma arzuqna hubbak wa hubba man yuhibbuk wal amal الذي يبلغنا حبك 
اللهم اجعل حبك احب الينا من انفسنا واهلينا ومن الماء البارد اله العالمين يا الله فجيب امتي يا الله الا شوي مغفره امتي يا الله الا شوي رحمه امتي يا الله الا ريموف ذا سفرينج اوف ذا امتي يا الله الا ويكنوليج وات ايفر از هابنينج از يو تو اور ايل ديز يا الله اله العالمين فجيب اس اند فجيب ذا انتاير امه رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم اله العالمين يا الله الا ريموف ذا سفرينج اوف ذا امتي يا الله اله العالمين ذا امتي از بين تشامبل يا الله ذا امتي از بين بيرسيكيوتد يا الله ذا امتي از بين مرسيليسلي يا الله تشامبل يا الله اند ذير از نو بودي take any notice ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah ya allah you remove the difficulties ya allah ya allah hold back the hands of the oppressors ya allah give the oppressors also hidayat ya allah allah if hidayat is not decreed for them ya allah wipe them out from the face of this earth ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah all those who are without food ya allah give them food to eat ya allah those who are without shelters give them shelters ya allah those who are without clothing give them clothing ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah make us your true and obedient servants ya allah allah save us from all the haram ya allah save us from all the ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah ya allah you save us ya allah keep us under the shadow of your mercy ya allah ilahul alamin save us from ever becoming under the shadow of your wrath ya allah azab ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah ya allah save us from the fitna of the fasad ya allah ya allah save us from the sins of the eyes ya allah save us from the sins of the ears and tongue ya allah save us from the sins of the hands and feet ya allah ya allah purify our hearts ya allah purify our hearts ya allah remove all the evils ya allah remove the pride the malice the jealousy ya allah ilahul alamin remove the love of dunya ya allah remove the love of the ego ya allah allah fill our hearts with your mohabbat ya allah fill our hearts with the love of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam fill our hearts with the love of the mubarak way of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam ilahul alamin remove the ways of yahud and nasara from our lives ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah allah fill our hearts with the love of deen ya allah fill our hearts with the love of the effort of deen ya allah accept us in our progeny till qiyamah for the effort of deen ya allah with ikhlas and afiyat ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah grant us the tawfiq of performing our five times salah ya allah with jamaat ya allah with takbir ulah ya allah grant us khushu and khudu in our salah ya allah ilahul alamin enable us to perform such salah with which you are pleased with ya allah ilahul alamin enable us to recite the quran sharif daily ya allah enable us to make your zikr daily ya allah enable us to talk to you in dua daily ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah ya allah you grant us the tawfiq of ya allah allah you accept us for the service of deen ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah you grant us the tawfiq of being in your obedience all the time ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah grant us the akhlaq of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam ilahul alamin ya allah save us from all the evils ya allah ilahul alamin at the time of our take us with the kalima la ilaha illallah muhammadur rasulullah allah take us on iman kamil ya allah take us on taubatan nasuh ya allah take us at the time that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you ya allah allah make our qabr's gardens of jannah for us ya allah grant us the shafaat of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam allah give us jannatul firdaus without any reckoning ya allah allah all those who have passed away ya allah make that complete maghfirat ya allah grant them the high stages in the akhirat ya allah all those are sick give them shifaa kamila aatila mustamira daima allah remove every trace of their illnesses ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah allah all those who ask us to make dua for them grant them the best of dunya and akhirat ya allah remove all their difficulties and hardships ya allah allah all those who are present all those who have raised their hands to this dua ya allah you are the know of each one's heart ya allah you know each one's khaya ya allah you know each one's needs ya allah allah fulfill each one's needs from the ghaib ya allah allah remove each one's difficulties and hardships ya allah 
Allah fulfill each one's pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah. Grant us the best of dunya and akhirat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of spouses, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of parents and children, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of brothers and sisters, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of family members, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of communities, Ya Allah. Unite the hearts of the Ummah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, unite the Ummah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, unite the Ummah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, unite the Ummah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you grant us a tawfiq of Ya Allah. All that you are pleased with, Ya Allah. Save us from everything that you are displeased with, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, all that we have asked for. Ya Allah, you grant us that as well, Ya Allah. Whatever we should have asked for and did not ask, Ya Allah. Without asking, bless us with all that, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nas'aluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa na'udhu bika min sharri ma sta'azaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Anta al-musta'an wa alayka al-balag wa la hawla wa la quwata illa billahi al-ali al-azim. وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحابه معين والحمد لله